Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me Gaurav Rastogi from California and we are continuing our discussion on leading in the age of distraction and disruptions. Uh, Gaurav Rastogi is the co-founder of an AI startup, Infinotes.com, which he had started after a long career in driving sales transformation at an $8 billion software services company. The, the other interesting side of Gaurav is that he is also the founder of a nonprofit, Mantra Chakra Foundation, that promotes healthy living uh, through meditation and yoga. He is a meditation teacher with advanced yoga credentials and has also authored one meditation ebook and podcast on meditation called Living Meditations. And these are all available on iTunes and many other places. So welcome, Gaurav. Hello, Mahesh. I'm uh, happy to be back. So, Gaurav, uh, we are having uh, very interesting discussions uh, since last, I would say, two months, uh, almost eight weeks, on the disruptions and distractions all around us and how it is becoming difficult to lead in the age of continuous and perpetual distractions and destruction. We covered a lot of grounds on what is happening around us and now we are ready to discuss about how to cope with it. And in our last episode, uh, which was Dance of Disruption, uh, we talked about uh, how human beings, the culture and technology are interrelated, how they impact and affect each other, or rather they drive each other. How about today we pick up the important part of it, like all are very important, but let's start with culture. And I would like to go back to one of your concepts, which you discussed a few weeks ago, the digits of disruption. When you put everything around on one hand, and I would like to pick up the middle finger this time to start, that what are the new forms of power? especially in relation to how, what's the impact of culture. Now we are on the side of how to cope with destruction and distraction happening around us. Sure, Mahesh. So what we were looking at earlier was how is it that, that the changes that technology is bringing about, uh, how are we going to cope as a, as a society? And we've seen that uh, in our previous episode, we spoke about how humanity and culture and technology co-evolve with each other. And sometimes uh, a new technology like an opposable thumb or a uh, you know <clears throat> bigger prefrontal cortex or the ability to stand, these are sort of technologies that humans have evolved with. And then that happens over a slow, slow period of time. And uh, a faster evolution is through by way of culture. So as the wheel is discovered, roads are created, as agriculture is discovered, cities are created, and so on. Uh, <clears throat> more recently, in the last 200,000 years, the evolution has not been on the human uh, sort of uh, aspect, but in our culture. But what we're seeing lately is that technology has continued on its uh, momentum to evolve. Mm -hmm. And that means that the current cultural norms that we've established that are that were somewhat stable for a period of time are no longer working. And now we're having to rethink, uh, the, you know, the impact the technology has on humanity and how our culture will shift. For example, obviously humans did not evolve to to deal with Twitter as a medium. But culture will adjust to Twitter as a medium for hiring and firing, you know, secretaries of state, so to speak. So clearly, uh, culture evolves to uh, adjust around technology. Today, we're talking about how culture will evolve around uh, around what we were previously calling the middle finger. Yeah, the uh, middle finger, power. of course. Yeah new forms of power mm -hmm. and the middle finger of course if you've driven around New Jersey you already know what the middle finger is about it's the bird it's what you show to the other guy when you're angry at them or when you want to say something that yeah, you cannot challenge, articulate you challenge, better. you're challenging it you're challenging the existing whatever it is <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. challenging the, the status yeah. quo and and really in our context what we're saying is the power to fail 
the power to act without the fear of failure is a giant middle finger to the mm. establishment to the establishment in terms of the norms of society in the in the way things were supposed to be up until the latest generation uh, that you one did not simply fail and uh, the trajectory of one's life was uh, seen in a way that you're sort of going uphill 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 and if ever somebody falls then they've fallen forever and they're lost in the abyss very that's true. not the case anymore that's very true yeah. that's so not that the, fallen yeah. from grace forever that you you could not yeah. do anything you're supposed to be useless <laughs> yeah you you're gone and you fail it, uh, your yeah. life is over yeah. yeah but clearly life is not over when you fail in fact life continues so failure is never a an end point it's just a part of the process and people who have begun to figure out that in times of change such as this where technology is rapidly evolving and changing and things are moving really quickly doing things the old way is not working but to be able to find new ways to succeed mm-hmm. you have to find first new ways to fail and to find those new ways to fail you have to give yourself the power to fail to pa- the power to act without fear of failure and so because technology is bringing in continuous change in the, in the environment the ability the power that you give yourself to act without fear of failure is a massive superpower uh, that that some of our heroes are 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 wielding right now and I'll, I'll name some right now and maybe later in today's conversation we could talk at length but you think about uh, the richest man on the planet as of this week jeff bezos and jeff bezos uh, is is notable in in, in his investor letters he says look sure we failed on a 10 million dollar project or a 100 million dollar project but here's the deal you think that that's a failure i have failures 10 times larger mm-hmm. uh, lined up right behind it because we fail at these things and that's the reason we're able to create these 10 billion dollar businesses not one not two but three or four times in a row mm-hmm. we have massive payoff because we've given ourselves the right to fail and through that failing we learn so jeff bezos is an example uh Elon Musk very recently a few weeks ago he, you know one of his companies sent up a rocket into space and he 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 wrote just before the rockets went up oh, the chances of this rocket blowing up uh, is 50-50 now you tell me which conventional company would have accepted 50-50 odds of failure they would have insured the heck out of that ride and would have mm-hmm. made sure that you know the guy who's accountable for that mission uh, knows that they have to commit uh, you had a carry or some sort of uh, you know ritual self sacrifice if this event fails but no elon musk says look there's a 50 50 chances it'll fail but here's the deal he knows it's going to fail but it's not a problem it is not a terminal failure mm-hmm. it's just a part of the process and you move on because you've learned something about aerodynamics or fluid mechanics or rocket propulsion or what have you But so you know, that's, sorry things. sorry for interruption but got that's such a brilliant point you bring in people used to work in the old form of power to work in their core strength what's my strength what's my core strength what can i build on if it's not my core strength i don't want to play there so if you look at elon musk you may expect a boeing or a lockheed martin to send a rocket into the space this is the least expected You know, even if Virgin sends an uh, into Virgin orbit sends a rocket, yeah, they were in aerospace, they were in airline. There's nothing to do here with Elon Musk. He's got batteries, he's got the car. First, he has disrupted the auto industry by having car without any engine. One tenth the parts of the car is a computer now. It's getting updated as per your explanation last time. But suddenly he talks about space. Now that's the power of thought that he's trying to connect with everything around him. He's not restricting it to what I know the best. He's trying to know more. He's trying to do more. So that's a very good example which you just gave. Right. And uh, you talked about core strength, and later today I, I will talk about core strength um, and thinking of uh, failure. as a way of building your core strength and yeah. I'll talk about that at length but where I was going with the the previous arc was that the power to act <clears throat> without fear of failure 
and to act in a way that your your action itself is complete the results of that action you're not too concerned about whether that succeeds or fails because you're going to keep doing the same action until you get it right mm-hmm. and not getting it right the first time uh, should not stop you from um, from acting and that power is of course we connected to a previous conversation is a core learning from the the uh, yoga of action mm-hmm. which is <clears throat> how to act without fear of failure or success and and to act purely in the action itself now let's come back to um, uh, this the middle finger why is this a big power it's a big power because everyone who has a stake in the past has the risk runs a risk of failing mm-hmm. if they try something new and so they don't try the new thing and because they don't try the new thing they are inherently making the system more fragile and because they are making the system more fragile they are opening up to much bigger and much more catastrophic failure than previously so everyone who has a stake in the past if they try to preserve the past they are in a way guaranteeing that this company or this team or this individual has no future because you're trying to preserve something that isn't around anymore you've 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 mummified the organization and and that that doesn't help to move forward you have to be willing to take risks you have to be willing to do the things that are unknown and you have to be willing to think in a way that defies conventional wisdom and and be willing to learn from that experience even if you fail and and that's a new form of power especially as technology continues to evolve change will be sudden and all around and simultaneous and as long as you're willing to learn from failure you have the ability to create something new sure the and so the impact that this is having on the culture is already evident but as you 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 know as we will see over the next 5 10 15 years this will become an even more dominant part of all global cultures which is the ability to take risks means that people who have taken significant risks and have succeeded will of course be treated as heroes as they should be but people who have taken risks and failed will also not be penalized as much as they were previously because maybe they they learned, you know the they they learned what you learned that, yeah the learning from failure is so important which you don't learn when you are being successful so if you have always been very successful it in, in, in a way truncates your hunger to learn more because uh, uh, you know you're not as humble as you are after a little bit of failure failure makes you yeah, learn much if, more and if it gets respected in the society or or rewarded in the environment which is happening now uh, it's something good for the society yeah so we will see culture uh, change you're already seeing we know in india and china they're trying to promote entrepreneur um, entrepreneurs and they're trying to promote new forms of thinking which is contrary to the rote learning uh, philosophy that mm-hmm. has been taught there for a few hundred years mm-hmm. and and so clearly the ability to think for yourself the ability to think beyond the boundaries of conventional wisdom are going to be more and more welcome in, in education in the corporate world in politics and elsewhere and so the outsider will suddenly be more welcome now because they know something that the insiders have forgotten all about so culture will evolve new heroes will emerge and we will see new heroes and losers mm-hmm. which will be different from the heroes and losers from the past and we will see a reversal of cultural norms as we've already begun to see mm-hmm. and i'm going to connect this back to how we've seen this kind of culture before we talked about yoga and i will talk a little about that as well mm-hmm. so to sum up the ability and the power you give to yourself as an individual and as a leader and as a company the power to the power to act without fear of failure and the power to act without the fear of success even is a great superpower and it is a giant middle finger to everybody else who has previously held power perfect that's a great point uh, gaurav we'll take a short break now and we'll continue our discussion after the break 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Yoshi, and I have with me Garuda Stogi, and we are discussing on our favorite subject, leading in the age of disruption and distractions. And especially, we are, we are, we are talking about the impact of culture, that how if you have to cope with the situation, what you need to do in the subset of cultural side of it, as we talked earlier, that human culture and technology are all related. And we are talking uh, specifically about what we call uh, the the disruptive digits. Uh, we picked up the middle finger this time, uh, challenging the existing powers. So what are the alternate sources of power? Uh, what we discussed in the first segment was, uh, Gaurav, uh, what is your ability to act without a fear of failure? That could be your new success factor. Right. Um, not just the fear of failure, but also the, the fear of success. Some people don't know what's going to happen to them when they succeed. But what what is this new source of power? Um, we were looking at how culture is going to shift uh, quite clearly in the direction of, hey, if you haven't taken a risk, then then you're not uh, a, you're not considered a hero. Versus previously, if you took a risk, you were considered a fool. So you can see there's a shift in the cultural norms, and new kinds of heroes and lo- losers will emerge. And and we were looking at some names we discussed in the previous segment. So we looked at Jeff Bezos, we looked at Elon Musk. We, um, you go back a few, you know, more over a hundred years, and you look at Thomas Edison, and uh, there was this worldwide race to create the, the light bulb. And Edison wasn't the only guy trying it. There were several other people doing it. And so Edison raised the equivalent of venture capital money to to, mm-hmm. to figure out ways to 
create the right light bulb. And he found maybe 1,000, or I suppose he claims 10,000 ways of uh, not working. So people asked him, wait, you've actually failed because obviously much time has elapsed. A lot mm-hmm. of money has been burnt into this mm-hmm. this little toy of his. And so people were questioning, okay, well, have you failed? He says, no, I've not failed. I've just found 1,000 or 10,000 ways it's not going to work. Right. And that is itself input into the future. And of right. course, the rest is history. We, we do use his light bulb. And um, and the reason we remember him is because he was willing to to act without the fear of failure, without the social cost of failure bogging him down from his task at hand, which is to invent a light bulb in that case. So you look at it was such a great invention for humanity. If you look at it, it changed the lifestyle for everybody. If he would have been scared of those failures, probably we would have been deprived of that. And you did discuss about uh, Bezos. Now, I'm thinking about, uh, I'm not sure, is he the fastest uh, in terms of becoming the richest man from starting a business? But look at it, in, maybe not, I don't know exactly what the data point is, but if you look at it from what industry he came, what he started was very different. So he didn't play to his strength. He worked on something which he saw that there is an opportunity to serve the society better by doing it and start that. And I don't think he looked at making money for the company earlier. It was a byproduct of doing something creative. It was a byproduct of taking a new more business model or getting books to the people and finally it evolved into many other things. Right. So what we're seeing is new stories are emerging. Uh, you remember, you know, you and I both grew up in India uh, and and the fear of public uh, sort of uh, um, <clears throat> shame was very strong in our culture, right? Which is if you tried something and it fails, then you've brought shame to yourself and presumably your family and your, you know, everybody else around you. So, so the, the risky thing was considered weird and the safe, you know, government jobs uh, were considered the right thing to do. And that's what the good people, the smart people did. And you cut to now where new heroes are emerging. We talked about you know, Bezos and Elon Musk, but you look at another guy who knew nothing about uh, the business he eventually started. And he continued to fail until he succeeded, but he continued to persist. This is Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba. That is English true, teacher, yeah. Famously yeah. an English teacher, not an internet programmer, by no means a bro, by no means in Silicon Valley. But here's a guy who who's essentially an English lang- language translator. And he goes out, he says, you know what, I see this internet thing coming, it's going to be big, I should do something. Mm -hmm. And he does something. And he continues to fail and fail and fail until he succeeds. And so that story itself, the fact that you and I have both heard that story, is an indicator of how new heroes are emerging. New losers are not yet emerging, but you will soon see people who haven't taken the risk regret the fact that they haven't taken the risk when they could. Yes. And that's going to be the other flip side of the changing of the culture. Because if you're staying at home and you haven't uh, launched your uh, your ship out into the oceans, then uh, you just wait for a ship and it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything for you, right? Uh, True. And if you venture out into the unknown and uh, and if, if something poor happens, come back, do it again because you've now found one way it's not going to work. Don't do that. Try some other ways and so on. Mm-hmm. So slowly we're going to see cultural norms emerge and as people in the workforce, as people who are leaders, as people who will uh, uh, influence ourselves and people around us to, to doing things, we need to understand that we need to give ourselves and people around us the power to act without fear of failure. That it's okay to try something and fail so long as you've learned it. So let me go back to another thing we talked about a few minutes earlier, which is core strength. Now the word core strength itself, of course, comes from uh, muscle training and going to the gym. And the reason you and I go to the gym is of course we are no longer out in the in the savanna, you know, lifting firewood and carrying it back to our cave or whatever it is that humans were doing way back when. So we don't 
get the exercise we need. Mm-hmm. So we have to go to a gym. And in the gym, we learn that you have to build your muscle mass and muscle tone by working your muscles to exhaustion. It's called muscle failure. And what that means is you work your muscle until you can't, that muscle gives up. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing in a gym. You want the muscle to not be able to, to succeed because then the muscle fibers break and they reassemble back. But this time you have a little more muscle than, than yesterday. And so over time you bulk up because you're adding more and more muscle fiber into your body and now you're a worked up uh, individual. That's what we learned from gym. Mm-hmm. But have we really learned from going to the gym? But the other lesson that we could have taken from going to the gym is this. Consider your workplace as a failure gym. Mm-hmm. You try doing something until it breaks. And when it breaks, you've learned something new. You go back, apply that learning, and fail at something else. Because that's how you bulk up your work muscle. That's and, how you work. And you bring in such a brilliant point. And while you were talking, I was thinking about when you related it to work. So let's divide work into uh, an entrepreneur and somebody working in a regular job. So in job, the environment may desist you from failure. It may try to stop you to not try to the extent of failure and learn something new. Whereas as an entrepreneur, you will because you're free to do it. You're connecting with things which in in a job environment where you're working, you may not be able to do it because the system is so overpowering there. That's exactly right, uh, Pat. the social and corporate cost of failure within companies is high, which is the reason you see that in the S&P, uh, you know, 500 companies are now dropping off really quickly, mm-hmm. more quickly than before. The, the longevity of companies is coming down because the more institutional memory they keep of how they're not supposed to do things, the more fragile they become, the less uh, their likelihood of success in the future. So companies that have, so leaders uh, of companies, these companies have to figure out ways to encourage uh, this, this strategic uh, sort of uh, uh, muscle of, of failing. Trying and failing must be encouraged at all levels. Now, not failure for failure's sake and not failure that jeopardizes the organization, but right. controlled, calculated failure that allows you to learn and grow as an enterprise. And, you know, the reason we're afraid of failure is also the same reason why we are afraid of fire, Mm -hmm. which is to say, if you don't handle fire the right way, you could burn the house down. If you fail, you could burn the company down. Sure. But you and I know very well, humans wouldn't be humans if we didn't know how to uh, handle fire. Learning to (coughs) cook Mm -hmm. requires us to handle fire. And it's the same thing within companies. Having the ability to learn in a controlled failure is extremely important. So encouraging this culture of trying, failing, and learning mm-hmm. is extremely important. But companies have become very risk averse. And that's the reason the hyphen tech part of their their competitive landscape is eating the heck out of them. Because the new guys, like we were talking earlier, the fools did not know it was impossible so they went ahead and did it. Mm. <clears throat> right. Uh, so, so that's the old saying. It's yeah. the same here. Someone from outside the industry doesn't yeah. know this is how we do things. So mm-hmm. goes on to invent a new way of doing things and boom. Mm. Next thing you know, completely disrupted industries. I heard uh, another talk you've done uh, on how the oil industry is being disrupted. Same thing. The fact that the, the Americans in, you know, sort of invented and industrialized fracking True. automatically changed geopolitics because now the U.S. Yeah. is the maximum gas producer. You can control oil prices mm-hmm. and now you don't need to invade other countries to get their oil. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, other countries now have to change their politics, their religion and their religious priorities because the U.S. invented fracking and industrialized it. It's crazy but it's happening right now. So you see that technology and culture are very closely intertwined, especially when it comes to this risk uh, or the power to fail. You're going to see the narrative change already. Mm -hmm. Um, 
heroes will be those that have tried, taken a risk, and have either failed and learned something or have succeeded, which is great. <clears throat> Losers will be those who uh, took the safe bet and have a safe outcome because safe outcome means uh, remember from uh, uh, many conversations ago if you're doing the thing that is safe and predictable you already know that an algorithm is figuring out what you're doing and automation and ai will be able to do what you're doing because it is predictable a computer can predict it and if a computer can predict it a computer will do it right so it is completely unsafe to do the safe thing. Yeah. And the sooner people realize it, the better off they'll be because what is the risk you run? The risk you run is that you will fail a few times. But the risk you run by not doing that is that you're guaranteed to fail. And yeah. to use a, a term that has been coined only a couple of years ago, you're guaranteed to fail bigly. Right? True. So... So culture is going to shift and the sooner companies and individuals realize that, uh, the, the more risk taking capability that they will build in uh, within themselves. That's perfect. Uh, Gaurav, we'll now take a short break and we'll continue our discussion after. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Uh, we are having very fascinating discussions with Gaurav Rastogi from California about the new sources of power, what we refer uh, very gently as the middle finger, challenging the existing. Uh, Gaurav, uh, fascinating discussions. Uh, what you shared with us in the first two segments of the show today. Now, can you relate 
uh, for our listeners what you discussed to some of the patterns in the past which we can build for future or we can relate to. Sure. I'm going to talk about um, the ancient Indians. I'm going to talk about the Greeks. Yeah. Uh, they're saying really similar or the same things. If you think about uh, <clears throat> the philosophy of Karma Yoga as uh-huh. uh, stated in the Bhagavad Gita, uh-huh. Uh, what it says is is that you have to the core of that is you have to engage in your action completely without regard for the outcomes without with disregard utter disregard for success or failure as an outcome but engage in the action itself fully and then um, and then doing whatever you need to do that's one part of that the other part so which which is the the philosophy of nishkarm karma the the not seeking after the fruit of your work the second part of that <clears throat> another part of that philosophy is uh, yoga karma sukoshalam which is yoga is skill at work mm-hmm. now what does that mean what that means is to act skillfully to act with finesse that is yoga because it mm-hmm. brings satisfaction in doing it Mm-hmm. just by itself mm-hmm. so because you're learning and skill is of course always at the fine edge of of, of failure because mm-hmm. that's how you learn that, that's how you test your skill so you bring these two together and you realize that the culture that comes out of being steeped in karma yoga mm-hmm. or the yoga of action is one that encourage encourages deeply engaging with your action In a, I, a way that is skillful, and in a way that is, yeah. So, so in a way that is skillful, and in a way that is independent of the outcomes. Success and failure don't shake you; they are just part of your process. And if you're successful, then it tells you that something you did worked, and the environment was supportive. And if it's not successful, then you figure out what didn't work, and you figure out how to fix it. And that's just it. You were saying, you know, uh, uh, sorry, I, I tried to interrupt you in your inflow of your thoughts, but suddenly struck me what you're discussing in segment two about an entrepreneur and working in a large corporation with a fixed environment. You know, it's on it's a relatively safe environment where the people are not taking too many chances. Exactly what you said, a karma yogi that a connect with the action, not only with the thought. So in a large established organization, as we are talking about, the fear of failure uh, is is quite a bit, uh, or you are protected against that, uh, and you may be talking about it, but not connecting with action. An entrepreneur, that way, in your terms that you are discussing, is the true karma yogi. He just gets into connecting and doing it, and he doesn't hold it to what is his. present culture in the company to do it he finds all the ways and means to get it done right um i mean not of course not every entrepreneur is a karma yogi but but all the good ones are you look uh, at steve jobs you look at jeff bezos elon musk they're doing things because that doing itself is is bringing them um them enjoyment and fulfillment uh, they're already this is the richest man on the in the on the planet he could probably retire today if he wanted yeah uh, but the point is not just the money or the success or the fame mm-hmm. <clears throat> because all along their journey they have been they have been deemed a failure mm-hmm. i remember this very famous amazon.toast magazine cover from 20 years ago of course that magazine ended up ended up getting sold and amazon is still around so you could see that you could be branded as a failure for successive for decades mm-hmm. and still succeed because you believe yourself and you've mm-hmm. given yourself the right to act without fear of flare failure and you'll figure out how how to make it work mm-hmm. so so that's the philosophy of karma yoga mm-hmm. and that has very direct consequences uh, and application in the modern world because because the world is changing quickly even if you do things exactly the right way you might still fail you might mm. start the company at the wrong time maybe 2 years before or you might not get the funding and somebody else with an inferior idea makes it big all of these things happen you just have to pick up the pieces and move on mm-hmm. 
so that's the 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 from the indian tradition in the greek tradition mm-hmm. um, there's this um, tradition of stoicism which is similar which is to 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 engage with uh, within a range of emotional connect and not go overboard when you are successful or or mm-hmm. you know completely depressed when you are uh, unsuccessful just mm-hmm. to act within a range mm-hmm. and to take every every result as an interesting part of your process you just learned something and you move on mm-hmm. both of these philosophies have direct consequences they're very similar except uh, this is my personal belief that the yoga of the karma yoga the yoga of action mm-hmm. goes deeper and it's much more richer as a life philosophy for entrepreneurs employees and everybody uh, which is that work itself is your reward the success or failure is a result of many other factors that that are not necessarily in your control mm-hmm. so don't peg your satisfaction to the ultimate success or failure of your action instead if you're doing it right and you're challenged enough by what you're doing you're going to enjoy just doing it because it brings out the best in you and you would like to bring out the best in you every moment and that's why you work that cultural norm that cultural practice is the right cultural framework to adopt in the face of incessant and continuous change where success is not guaranteed but failure is and now that you've accepted that failure is part of the process and one failure does not mean that the game is over you just right rise back up and try it again <laughs> those cultural norms uh and that cultural pattern from yoga and the greek uh, pattern of stoicism has very strong uh application um uh, to to this new form of power everyone who practices those uh, those cultural processes has that power of the middle finger right you say you know what i don't care if this works or does not work i do care that i do it right and i learn from the process and if i do it continuously uh, enough i will find a way to do it right um another interesting pattern i'm seeing recently is uh, if you read this author nasim taleb uh, he wrote the black swan i'm sure you read it he's been writing really interesting work uh, of late he, uh, one of his books is um is uh, uh, is anti fragile we uh, covered that briefly in a couple of a few minutes ago his new book is skin in the game which is his thing is that expertise that came from reading books and and theories is bogus expertise it's ridiculous you have expertise that that's valid only if you have skin in the game if you have participated in the process and you have run the risk of failure and have learned from that then you're an expert i would agree on that because the same book is being read by millions of people but their outcome what they are getting in the personal life is very different yeah so if yeah. If, if it was only reading the book getting those knowledge uh, everybody would have been successful at the same level of failure or success it doesn't so that that what you're saying is skin in the game how you participate in it how you make it successful that's more important there exactly so it's not enough to appear on a tv with eight other so called experts and screaming at each other um, you know and showing off your expertise what matters is what you're doing out there in in the real world mm-hmm. and what consec- are you taking on asymmetric odds because the asymmetric results that come out of uh, your your success or failure are also yours so are you taking them on or do you have skin in the game so that's a new cultural sort of language i've, I've heard recently another one is interesting again um, um i'm going to name this book uh, and it's and you can google it yourself it's on amazon and this is the subtle art of not giving a f star 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 okay mm-hmm. so <clears throat> this book new york times best seller by the way skin in the game mm-hmm. also new york times best seller the subtle art of not giving an f is also new york times best seller sold 2 million books but what is it talking about it's saying the same thing pay no attention to what other people are saying about you pay attention to what you're doing because that's really all that matters yeah the what you're capable so of you're how seeing, you contribute yeah 
Exactly. Now, obviously, the Indian tradition did not talk about not giving an F or this or that. It's a very deeply spiritual tradition. And I believe that's the right way to look at it. All this modern buzzwordry is going to come and go. This tradition has been around for 5,000 years and it's withstood the test of time and all the cycles of boom and bust and success and failure. It still stands because it has meaning to us. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that everyone who's working should investigate. Read read the Bhagavad Gita for yourself. Read the Stoics for yourself. And not just read, like you just said. Reading a book doesn't make you an expert. Apply it to your own life. Apply it to your own uh, risk and reward framework. And let it change your own nature of your own self. Mm-hmm. And, and let that become your lived experience rather than something you read in a book. Perfect. Uh, great, uh, Gaurav. Uh, we are now at that point where we have to take a short break and we'll continue our discussion after the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to uh, a very interesting discussion we're having with uh, uh, Gaurav Astogi on a pretty interesting subject. Actually, Gaurav, I'm learning a lot today in our discussion on uh, the new sources of power and how, in, in, in the, on the cultural aspect, how the old forms of power or old source of power are being challenged and new sources coming into the play. Now, uh, having listened to you and, and, and a lot of nice stuff in it, Garo, I'm thinking about what can we, what can what do to succeed in this environment? <clears throat> sure. Um, as the saying goes, go west, young man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, the career advice we received when we were coming out of our undergrad schools, uh, Mahesh, you and I, mm-hmm. uh, we're some years apart, but the same advice was handed out, uh, was that take the safe bets. Uh, take right, the, you know, right. take a good stable, job. stable safe bet. Yeah. yeah, just find a good, safe, you know, reasonable paying job and, and don't, don't stand out and so on. But the advice we give now, is uh, to our next generation is go seek a life of adventure at least initially so you learn yourself and you find um, you find what what works and you keep keep looking for it so you you life is a journey as as the song went and not a destination so you have to keep mm-hmm. moving and learning so open yourself to these risks give yourself the right to to do things uh, that haven't been done before and learn from that experience you know interestingly we're talking about stories and narrative arcs the the fun thing that is uh, one of my favorite stories is of course uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy but the one mm. I'm talking about today is The Hobbit and The Hobbit is the precursor to uh, the you know the Rings trilogy and it's about this village of hobbits which who play it very safe they like living their safe lives people don't travel out of their village except this one guy who has adventure come to him in the form of this wizard who comes to his home and says hey i have a job for you you need to go out of the village mm-hmm. and of course he go get, goes and gets the ring and hence the story but a lot of what's happening now is the same thing which is most people who grew up uh, in the Hobbit village are uncomfortable with leaving this village and, and doing the unsafe things or seeking a life of adventure or doing a startup or you know doing a new industry or no new thing. But there's no safety anymore mm-hmm. in your village True. anymore. You have to leave the village and go out and seek adventure because it's the only way to stay safe um, despite the risks. And so the narrative arc uh, of the story is now is very different and will increasingly be more different in the years to come that uh, you know of course the fool who takes uh, you know who wages his entire life on something and fails um, uh, will still remain a fool no one is saying that you you should take a risk that puts you know your family or your business uh, at at the risk of you know complete utter death or annihilation and or so on none of that what we're saying is a strategic capability to take controlled, calculated risk and working, moving forward from it. Now, not so calculated that you've removed all the element of risk or failure. Risking enough failure repeatedly that you're learning and building as you go along. And it's, it's innovative. Be, Something innovative that can be the boundary line case, but being innovative is better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but knowing that the game isn't over if this one company is, is over, you, you go to the next company and you do the same thing. But that's the new story, and that <clears throat> that's actually a good response to all the changes technology is bringing around the corner. Because mm-hmm. think about it, no village is safe, no job is safe from the onslaught of AI and automation. Mm-hmm. Everything that is routine, mundane, and predictable will eventually be looking at a computer algorithm saying, hey, can I do that for you? Sure. And what that means is, uh, may I do that for you? And eventually, will you not do this anymore because I'm already doing it? So jobs that require low low risk Mm -hmm. of failure Mm -hmm. will be automated because that's the momentum that technology is taking. Mm -hmm. And what that means is everyone must pay attention to this and start building this failure muscle. Mm -hmm. Risking just a little mm-hmm. um, every time. Mm-hmm. You know, in the yogis, uh, in the yogi tradition, uh, the yogis are almost always the more famous ones that we remember now. A lot of them came from the warrior sort of uh, families, which is to say their trade was, you know, warcraft. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, that's what you needed to succeed in yoga because you needed ter- terrific self-belief. You need resilience and persistence. And you needed the the warrior's mindset to persist and have a discipline to do something until it works. And that's why some of these big yogis that we know for, know about were from a warrior 
sort of background. In fact, the Gita itself, which we talked about earlier, is set in the battlefield right at the edge of war. And it's spoken to a warrior, the ace sort of marksman, so to speak. Mm. And so clearly, it's all about discipline. It's all about persistence and resilience and knowing and purpose. All of these things are important. The other um, interesting thing is, in one of the other Indian traditions, uh, all the 24 teachers of that tradition, each one of them used to be a king. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they, they were warriors and kings. And in fact, the last one, <clears throat> we know him as Mahavir. Mm-hmm. We call him Mahavir. Mahavir is is essentially, uh, you could translate it into English as super, uh, super victorious or super... Um, uh, super fearless, mm-hmm. so to speak. Maha is super and Veer mm-hmm. is, is fearless. What were they fearless about? They're not going out fighting other people. They were sitting there and doing, you know, internal searches, right? But the fear of self-annihilation, the fear of rediscovering a new self, mm-hmm. the fear of letting go of an old self, the ability to conquer that fear is mm-hmm. what it took to succeed mm-hmm. in yoga. The, the ability to reinvent yourself mm-hmm. and let go of your past self completely mm-hmm. is the ability that is needed in yoga. It's the same storytelling now. If you were successful in high school, great, good for you, my friend, mm-hmm. but you got to prove yourself again in college. You were exactly. great at college, great, you went to Harvard, congratulations. Now you got to go out and do something else, which is why there's somewhat of a trend to, to celebrate dropouts. I'm not in favor of that myself, but the point of that is, look, the fact that you got selected into Harvard is great, but finishing Harvard, why would you do that? Because what you're learning is old school. You got to learn the new stuff. The new stuff you got to learn by being out and doing things and failing for yourself. Exactly. That's what's important. Dropping out is not the important part. In fact, I don't think anyone should drop out in general. But the point is, don't get yourself tightly hemmed into your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Be willing to test mm-hmm. the the edge of your comfort zone by always testing the outer limits and push it, pushing, pushing outside the edge of your comfort zone. That's going to be the new narrative that all of us have to be comfortable with. No one is safe. Yeah, I think no see, one see, is what, safe. Yeah, you, you, you're so right about being safe and very correctly said no, no one is safe. And now I'm thinking when you're talking about the yogis. Now, yogis are not the people who are bending their body at very difficult angles to build the physical strength. They had taken risks to denounce many things and they were trying to connect the body and mind and they were either meditating or doing something, some discipline in themselves and they were seeking something which others were not able to see, what they were seeking. And that's where they're developing their mastery of the body and mind both together. It was not to become a superhuman being by doing yoga. That was not the case. And now the more I see that that they were seeking something which nobody was able to see or decide what they're seeking. And that's what the entrepreneurs do. They see an opportunity, they focus on it. And I would say their yogi comes into play to get it done. And then they focus the mental and physical energy is to get it done. That's right. To see things that others can't see and then exactly. to do things that allow you to get those things yeah. that others cannot yet see. But you do. Mm-hmm. And you can't unsee it. You, it's mm-hmm. it's your life goal now. So that becomes uh, the, the the new narrative. So <clears throat> to sum up, uh, if you're planning to be in the workforce over the next few decades, change is all around, driven by technology. That change, because it's initiated by technology, will impact the culture. And the culture... Um, means that you have to now adjust to a new cultural norm and the new norm will be of risk-taking and it will require you to rise above the fear of failure. And so what you need to learn is the power of the middle finger, Mm -hmm. the power of the ability to act without the fear of failure. And that's the new source of power right there. That's your source of power right there. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. And uh, uh, you summarize it very well, Gaurav, and thank you so much. Fascinating discussion. And uh, unfortunately, we are running out of time now, so we have to close our show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mahesh. I've enjoyed this as always.